This show is about nothing and everything at the same time. We are a diverse group with our own ideas and experiences, which in no way is meant to represent an absolute truth. We know nothing. The three of us have our own biases, experiences, and are just looking to pursue deeper understanding. We're bound to make mistakes in our pursuit of shared wisdom. You're invited to learn along with us. Welcome to Hermes AM. This is part two of our Family Matters question mark episodes. So uh, first episode, we got into our families and and looked at different things. I actually even got a call from my mom that said, uh, you better check yourself. <laughs> you better check yourself. So we had a lot of fun and got into some kind of uh, uncomfortable topics in some ways, but uh, it was great to get that feedback from my mom and have that, those conversations. And that's what this is all about. Ultimately, uh, we have a live show July 23rd, 6:30 Pacific standard time. So we check that out. Um, it's part of San Diego at home and let's jump right into our episode. <laughs> so it's like when I used to live in San Francisco, Spence, I don't know if you have this, but like when you go out to like the dinners with all your friends, like when I was in San Francisco, I had like, a, there was a lot of, you know, it's a huge Filipino population, a huge uh, Asia, uh, like Pacific Island Asian population. They would do this thing where they invite you out and people would order whatever they wanted. And all of a sudden you ordered like one drink or and you're one splitting it with thing. Them. And all of a sudden you're going like, you're paying something like $120 for one drink and one like, one like chicken dish or something that should have cost you $20. But now you're splitting it. And there's some kind of weird tradition I didn't know about. And then I just get thrown into it. And I'm like, what, what is happening now? Like, I'm paying for everyone. This dude's drinks and he ordered like 20. Like, wh what is happening? Like, It's like that episode of Friends. Do you remember? Where uh, all of them go to dinner and then Phoebe, Rachel, and Joey are broke. And so they're like getting a side salad, a glass yeah, of water. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and back then I was like, I had no money. So it was like very complicated situation. So I don't know. Like, and that, those are like these weird traditions that you have with friends that ends up being like, yeah, they know the tradition, but I don't know it. Right. I don't know. I don't know the rules. Like something they somewhat change. I don't know if you have that kind of thing going on with you, Spence, when you, you go out with your friends and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I'm cheap. And so I uh, I definitely we were in my buddy Nick. They did like a, a couple's trip to Puerto Vallarta for their for like kind of their bachelor and bachelorette parties combined. Right. So there's like 18 people in this house. We went out to dinner one night and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, which worked out perfect because other people were like, "Hey, I'm done with this. You want to finish it?" <laughs> so it worked out. <laughs> worked out great. Um, but yeah, like ultimately, uh, we were doing a lot of splitting and stuff there, there, and then um, on different things. So little meals here and there. I'm uh, yeah, I'm probably cheaper than I should be sometimes. But then there's been other times where I was out for a buddy like a couple weeks ago. And I'm doing all right. So I. Um, we were they were like what's the where's the bill and i uh, they had given us the wrong one and i went in and just paid the whole thing right uh and so then i was like oh i don't know they just said they took care of it for us um so uh they didn't but it i mean it doesn't <laughs> matter right yeah yeah i, I think what, just when what you're talking about ultimately in, in some ways form of modern day pioneering right it's like you have to go out on your own and do a lot of these things where sometimes a lot of people 
their family provides them security, right? And then pioneering requires courage and sacrifice. So if if I was to like completely leave the Pacific Northwest, uh, I'm I'm having to build new relationships and find help and or and or pay people to help kind of watch my kids every once in a while or just little pieces like that, right? Uh, me asking my mom like, hey, can you watch these three and then these two are gonna go somewhere else or something like that. Just juggling kids like that, um, it's a challenge, but it. It provides security and ultimately um, I'll take my mom giving me a hard time t- telling me that I need to uh, get fixed so that I <laughs> so that I can't necessarily have any more kids right over the like w- if she's going to help me out here and there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I'll help them out like as, as if my dad's needed things to be lifted. Uh, I'm young. I'm spry. I can go over there and help them lift things. Right. Yeah. So um, it, I, I think in a lot of ways it's kind of my family unit my dad and my mom it's always been about everybody's the same pot we're all in the same pot so um everybody's kind of getting money from that pot or taking so it's like be be considerate of what your what like your impact is um but there's care and there is uh there's attention to everybody experiencing having great life experiences right and so i think that that's important but it's also there are more and more people that have to kind of like forge and go out on their own. Right. They, they don't have this family unit that is giving them security, which you talked about privilege. It's probably a huge privilege to have a family unit generation after generation that knows how to to care for one another. Right. Um, and then it's it's a hindrance if they don't, if there's like infighting and things like that or just like you right like hypothetically people's egos just getting in the way of relationship and 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 ultimately saying you know what i i i probably could have and should have done these things differently right that's really hard for people in our day and age to do to admit that you're wrong right and then uh and then i'm down change course yeah i'm there i'm there there's probably like how i'm projecting like my relationship with my brothers and sisters probably like on the opposite end they'll probably say that i'm the villain right so i'm the bad guy in in the story and then they're the good guy in their story right so therefore like there's so how we look at that is totally different my oldest brother it just reminded me like right i don't know if i talked about this before but my oldest brother he was in town like there was a there was a point in time where i was working on my house and i lived with my aunt and like uh, my ex-wife and ransom was a little baby and me lived there and kind of his the basement of her house he got bu- he got bounced from my parents house at like 18 so yeah. that yeah. became his like house. So he moved up there she, and, and they lived together for a while. And then he moved to San Francisco and now he's been in Kuala Poor for like 12 years. So he comes home like for like a month every four or five years. And I'm like, dude, like he came home at one point and I was like, how can I help you? Right. Like I came to him and ultimately I was trying to and he kind of snapped at me. And that brought like the emotion that that brought was visceral. Yeah. I. Right. I'm I'm eight years younger than him, and he always used manipulation and posturing, punching walls, punching yeah, woodwork, yeah, yeah. to 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 really mentally kind of steer me where he wanted, bully me, right? And so, well, it's also like letting you know that he's the older sibling. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's cool. That's fine. I mean, at this point, at, at that moment, I was like, you know what? 
I'm uh, I'm no longer his little brother. I'm bigger than any. I'm like I'm the largest in my family. Yeah, uh, I'm the strongest. Yeah, uh, he might he probably has some really um, crude fighting tactics. I picture like getting hit in nuts and like <laughs> whatever it takes. Throat whatever shot, takes throat shot. Yeah, yeah like yeah. eye gouging, whatever it is. But ultimately, I feel like I was like, you know what? I'm re- like I the the anger that I had that just like dwelled up yeah, in that moment. Yeah. Um. It, I didn't talk to him for like a year. And then there was even a moment where it's like, oh, we're going to do a birthday celebration. My birthday's right after his in September. And I was like, mom, I straight up told my mom, I was like, mom, if I go, um, you, you might not be happy with me. Like, yeah. I, like I, yeah. I might, I might get into a physical altercation yeah, yeah. with my brother yeah. and, and ruin the probably, whole thing for everyone. It's probably best if I just don't go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then he writes me this letter about how, like, uh, all like, how he like has always had to like um he doesn't know i don't know what it's like to be in his shoes right uh i'm like you're you're not supposed to know (laughs) yeah yeah but you're 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 eight years older than me and ultimately like i don't like how yeah i used to steal your gi joes and i used to steal like all your like whatever stuff you had your your like cds i mean part of why he got in trouble was i like kept stealing like cds from when i'd be listening in my room like uh yeah, like Compton's Most Wanted or something like that, right? Yeah, like, America's America's Most Wanted, uh, Ice Cube, yeah, yeah. or what? Yeah, yeah, some it's just all kinds of stuff, and 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 so he like yeah he got in trouble for that, but it's ultimately at the same time it's like he I'm curious about what he's into, right? And I'm following him around. My my brother Matt and I one time were just like sitting at the park, like scoping out him talking to these two girls, right? Because he was always like trying to be the ladies' man, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I like just it, those moments in family are you, like I at that point, moment in time said, you know what? Like, I don't ever need I like I don't ever need anything from this brother again if necessary. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I have since patched up that relationship. Like I kind of went up there and hung out and helped them out. Finally, kind of like set up some of those things I took apart. And so I think that that moment was me just against like trying to come in and find like, is this can we like find some peace? Yeah, because find some like some kind of like uh, something to be like calm. common ground. Yeah, common ground, right? So it's funny because you said that story, and then I have like a similar story where like I haven't spoke to my brother in like eight or nine years, right? And Tao knows the story, and then this dude like at this point I haven't spoke to him in like eight or nine years. Well, you he had comes, and he br- basically hits me up, right? My mom yeah. gives me this phone, me phone number, so I get this text from him. I haven't talked to him in eight years after we had a fall falling out, and he literally the only thing he says to me in text was. Hey, can I borrow your car? And I'm looking at this, looking at my phone, and I text him back. And this is what I'm talking about, this privilege shit, right? And I text him back. I was like, yeah, never, ever. Like, you know, kind of thing. So, and then I haven't seen him again for like a long, long time after this. And this is similar to your story, is that he wants to be this like save the family type of guy. So he puts together this like big birthday party for my dad. And, um, you know, that we're all supposed to attend and be together for since we were all like we've never been together because we're so like a strain and we're all going to be together for this one event. And he was setting it up. And so my dad, like, like, you know, texted me and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going. Same kind of thing you said. I was like, look, I can't I can't be around him like that. And like, you know, and then my dad calls me and he has he's having this like kind of heart to heart thing where he's really upset and he's kind of giving me this like guilt trip about being together um you know i haven't seen you guys together like ever since you guys were kids and then i had to later i was like and then i'm lucky i have like a father that's very understanding and i told him i was like look 
look, I under, like, I was like, just because I don't show up to this thing doesn't mean I don't care about you. I was like, you're very important to me. And I was like, I mean, you can celebrate your birthday another way. I was like, I'm not going to go there and put myself in a position where me and him say something like one of he, like he all he has to do is say one on offhand comment. And I'll, and I'll get up from the table, right? And I'm like, what did you say, right? And then it'll just get real bad. And then I was like, I'm not going to be put in a position where I'm going to potentially ruin the whole evening or he's going to ruin the whole evening because it's going to happen. And I was like, and so therefore, I'm taking myself out of this situation for you because I care about you. I care about your birthday and I care about you having a good time. And if I have to be out of this situation in order for you to have a good birthday, then I'll do that for you. And I was like, and then I told him, then my dad was like really understanding. He said, okay, that makes sense. And he's all, I understand and I, I get it. And then he was really, really cool about it. But those are the type of situations that like was similar to your story where you you have to take yourself out of it knowing that it's gonna, it could potentially go, like not even potentially, absolutely go that way like where somebody's gonna like throw something or do something and my brother's like 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 kind of like your brother but my brother's more violent he's actually punched me in the face like before like just for just like having an off like out of nowhere like sucker punched me right so he's like and then he's always handled everything he's done with violence so it's kind of like that's like always how he's done things it's like just hit somebody right and he's probably like your your brother Tao. <laughs> no. you know i'm I'm glad you mentioned this because as soon as spence was telling his story i was like oh i've heard this i've heard this yeah, new before same story, and right? here it's i'm thinking like oh you know i have a pretty like normal i guess family yeah. in terms yeah. of like how we react to each other um i oftentimes like when i interact with ian's family which you know a vast majority of his family is you know white and very much when I go to family gatherings, I, I'm reminded of like, this is sort of kind of like the idyllic American family you would see on TV. The, yeah. how they, they have Wally, Wally Cleaver. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I compare my family to his, I'm like, oh, this doesn't seem quite as normal. Like what I, what I have experienced doesn't seem quite as normal. Um, but then when you guys individually tell me stories, I'm like, okay, maybe my family is normal. But now that you both have these same stories, like, okay, maybe I am the odd man out. Right, right. I, I think it's, I mean, it's important. I mean, my dad and his brother had a, a thing where my oldest brother was at his like apartment and he was like making long, he was watching his cats and he was making long distance phone calls. And back in the day, what that used to cost everything. So uh <laughs> right like it used to be a mortgage payment to pay off yeah, like, yeah. that long distance bill yeah. um telephone companies are like what the heck happened to our gravy train but yeah. um they stopped talking and then they kind of repaired the relationship and then again they've kind of I, I i think a big piece of it is I mean, this is about family but it's also about just hugely about relationships right and re the require the care and nourishment that re is required in relationships and a lot of times people yes take that for advantage take advantage of that um or feel privileged to be able to like oh i could this person's my brother or sister i can just take a crap on them and they're gonna be fine with it and no because ultimately yeah. we we grow up to be adults and nobody wants to feel that way and or be belittled or rejected or have this worthlessness uh, that you did in your youth because of some older sibling who has uh you with their own emotional stability right and they're projecting that on onto you and so I, I i mean it reminded me of yeah the net the necessity to um like if you just meet somebody and they're like making these slight-handed jokes at you oh yeah right yeah 
I mean, I mean it happens. Everybody knows. I don't know. Like, I, I just am like, mm, this guy, I'm never going to like him. Right. Yeah. That's the kind yeah. of idea that pops yeah. in my head. So if, if it would take a lot of time to build back into that relationship, right, of finding things you might be interested in together or just just listening and caring. It's, it's like that is the thing in families that is missing a lot of times, especially in these in, in these disagreements. Um, and so the, I, I think that as we talk about um, falling out, that that is a huge thing to look at and say, am I doing my best? Maybe not, but I, I also need to protect my own personal sanity because this person is irrational <laughs> and, and they, and they have to happen to have the same uh, parents as I do, but yeah. I don't have, I don't have to carry on with that. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't desire, I have my pride Spence. Well, yeah. of course. I mean, we all do, right? So, no, yeah. I mean, even like uh, I, uh, I was playing face ten with Betsy last night, yeah. and um, and she was cooking me, and and uh, I just like had done a lot, and I just been the end of the school year and everything. I was stressed out, and I was just like, she like smoked me on this hand, and then was like laughing, and I was like, I don't need you laughing at me. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, and then yeah. she's like, mm, I'm not playing this game with you anymore. Yeah. And then the I was like, "Come on!" I've heard, I've heard Betsy on the like on the side, and she's a bit of a jokester, man. So she likes to play pranks, like and do like things that all the time, you know. Oh yeah, so, I was chasing yeah. after her today, like like acting like I was going to do something, and she like went around the corner, but then she came right back, and she's like, "Ah!" And I was like, "Oh shit!" And, yeah, like, yeah, she yeah, scared yeah. the yeah. crap out of me. She just yeah. will jump out. I'm really like I can be scared really easily. Yeah, so. me too. I'm not. I'm kind of a big wimp that way. I, I, <laughs> so. My heart rate shot up. Yeah, no, but you know, I, I think it's like interesting because I think I've I kind of like developed my on my situation based based on how I grew up and everything. And I know like I'm trying to make changes on it, but it's not easy to kind of like let people back in once you kind of put them on the out because then you don't want that to come back and bite you, right? And so, and I've always kind of considered myself raised like by wolves, but I can be by myself, right? So like I was just like I can do this on my own and I can be on my own and I don't need them right and, I, and i've been fine with making that decision like you said spence like if this is going to be an app to live this life without him i can do that yeah. right and i think that's the kind of situation you have I, i've taken we're like well if that person's not here anymore i'll figure it out and i don't it doesn't have and then i and i have done that and i've, I've done that successfully so therefore it gives me confidence that i can keep doing it but it's not always the best way of doing it like what you're doing and you're trying to go back and mend these things and trying to listen more and there's probably stuff that i should probably do too but it's hard for me because i don't trust them <laughs> so well that's like, and that's and that's where we started yeah and that's where we started yeah like, that's the full circle fan, right tr you don't trust, trust them trust is everything yeah if i don't trust that i don't trust the fact that like he's he's not going to pull this again then like and he's 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 then like i said like if we talk to your brother your sister if i tell if you talk to Tao's brother and sister or mine all of us are the bad guy like, you know, we're all the bad guy in their story. <laughs> so, like, we're all the ones that did something to them. And there was justification for their behavior based on what we did to them to begin with. Like, everybody is the hero. And then, like, in their story, and everybody's the villain and like, in somebody else's. And I think my, my brothers and my sisters, like, will, like, will say that I'm the bad guy. Like, you know, and, and then, but, I, like, I don't see it that way. I feel like I made the right decisions. And, like, and then... So, but then again, like I said, that might be just my, my perspective and I could be wrong and I could have been the bad guy. I don't know. You know? So I know Tao is definitely the bad guy in hers. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
totally a brat. <laughs> totally. Um, well, no. And, and I, I think that, you know, when it comes to my family too, while I was the obedient one and I tried my best to be respectful, I think I also put more boundaries up than my siblings did. Right. Because like I said before, they are very close. Um, but, you know, in my mind also with my extended family, I've kind of just also drawn the line. I was like, you know, I don't really know you all that much. I'm not really going to interact with you as much. Um, so in, in some ways, I am the bad guy in that, in that, you know, I, for me, and one thing I've kind of heard in our discussion other than trust is there's, there seems to be an aspect of uh, closeness, right? Of distance. Um, when you have a fight with your siblings, you guys put distance from them. You don't interact with them. You don't contact them. Um, my, and you know, Spence, you mentioned that like, if you up and move away from your familial unit, you have to establish a new family and a new community that will help you with you and your family. And for me, my siblings and I, we all live pretty close to each other, right? So we can call each other. Um, when I go to Costco, I text pictures to my sisters and they make me buy them things and I make them buy me things. Uh, my, my mom constantly tries to come over to help us with housework, right? They, my mom calls me up to say, are you working this day? I wanna come over to your yard work. Uh, my sister's, the cleanliness of my sister's house keeps her up at night. So some she'll come over once a week to say, I'm, I'm gonna like dust and clean around your house. Uh, they're, they, they try to insert themselves in, in good ways um, to keep that closeness. Uh, and so, you know, I, I feel like I need that in order to establish a family that I need to have that closeness. Either I have to reach out to you or if I'm really bad at it, which I am, um, I need them to be proactive to reach out to me. Uh, when I was in undergrad and grad school, you know, I moved away from home. And so my sister would once a, a month call me uh, and I would always just say, what do you want? Because they normally only call whenever they have they yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one time my sister's like, nothing. I just want to make sure you're okay because I haven't heard from you and I wanted to make sure you're alive. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's, I guess, how things are with my family and yeah. that, you know, um, for me, I, I need that sort of closeness. I need that interaction to be, to consider you family. You know, and then when I was like real quick before we bounce out and kind of close the door on this, I would like wanted to kind of bring up like friendships, right? And how we look at our best friends or, or our close friends. And you know, I'm I'm bad. Like I'm bad at kind of staying in contact with my friends. I know Spence, you're better at it. It's how you are too. Uh, I have a really hard time reaching out. I always feel like I'm putting somebody in a position <laughs> that, that is annoying to them or that uh, that is or is making them like put them out like they have stuff going on. I have stuff going on. Why do, do I have the right to kind of ask somebody else to go and like make time for me? Like I always feel like kind of um, weird about that. Um, but then I, but I do consider these people close friends, but I also get lost really easily. Like, like you said, Tao, you have to reach out when I'm not, when I'm not doing it. And the thing is, I don't reach out ever. So therefore I like, so my friends always think that I'm lost or I'm just gone. Cause I, I don't, I don't really try to, I just feel like I, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm putting, I'm inserting myself into their world and I don't want to feel like a burden. So I don't do it. Right. Um, and that's kind of like, and that's on me. And so therefore I feel like I don't have a lot of friends and then I feel like, but then I do, but I don't. Right. Um, Cause like, the, like when it comes down to the family I choose, I remember like saying one time when I used to be like out and about with all my friends drinking and stuff. And my, one of my friends would make a fool of himself and do something. And then he'd go like, Oh dude, I'm sorry for putting you in that position. And I'm like, 
you know, and this is like one thing I wouldn't say to my brother or my sister, but I said it to him. And I was like, look, man, whether you're wrong or you're right, I'm with you, you know? And I said that to my best, I said that to one of my really good friends. I was like, I don't care if you're wrong. I don't care if you're right. I'm with you regardless of whatever happens, you know? And then that's something I've never said to like my brother or my sisters, you know, kind of thing. Like, cause like that, cause for me, I never felt that, that, cause I knew that person would actually do something for me if I had, if I had to, right. I I trusted, I trusted the fact that if something happened, he would do, he would be there or he'd do something. And I didn't have that same level of trust with my siblings to ever say something like that. So I just wanted to kind of like, so to kind of do full circle, we'll look at trust and looking at like our, our what we look at as, as far as our, our non-blood related friendships and see like what that is about. What do you think, Spence? Yeah, I definitely like my best friends are my kids' uncles, right? Like I, that's yeah. the way I look at it. And uh, it's funny because yeah, my, my friend, my best, we, we met in 1986 as sixth graders and we've been friends ever since. And, um, like he and Betsy don't get along. And so, so not, not that not necessarily, um, that he doesn't want to with her, but she's just like, mm, I'm good. I'm like, you can, you go hang out. Like he, you don't need to invite him over to our house and, yeah. and you can, he, he can uh, meet you outside or something. But yeah, yeah I'm uh, like, and i get it because there's been moments where he's come over and his lack of awareness uh has kind of like shown he's come over and not said hi he's come over and like um our three-year-old grayson was in a tree like stuck crying and he's just like not he didn't (laughs) register it and and so i mean like all the kids were playing in the tree so it could just be like but he was trying to manage that and be like hey this is he's like he's i own a house with this guy like right like i've kind of bought in a house and we've um gone in on it and so she's like well like you should sell it (laughs) right like and it's just it's just more complex because that's not it's not fair to you because you're like trying like i don't i don't like that at all because only because this is like this is somebody that i've been able to depend on and it's been a huge part of my life my whole life i can trust you just you just came in like even though like we're we're trying to build something here but you yeah. can't tear down what i've already established like they, i've already built like a kingdom around and you're telling me to tear it down and rebuild and i can't really do all that right? and there's and there's things that i could be like hey you gotta yeah like coach him up right like i could yeah. coach him up better and that yeah. might that probably help him out and me out and, and everything but uh it's it's also right like he's living in a house that uh, that like, we own together right but he hasn't paid rent and uh and there was moments where like when uh the mortgage like i didn't get the rent payment like i was covering it with money that i had right um and so he was kind of he's building a business which i'm uh, part owner in but that's kind of that that complexity is just goes even deeper but then also um he's he's lost his mom right she had a brain aneurysm when he's like was like 21 22 and like that, like, and then his dad is not the, like, just not the most, um, yeah, exemplary yeah. person, Wayward, right? Right, uh, wayward. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, he he basically dipped off, brought those kids back. Basically, was like, hey, we're going to the grocery store. 
took all four of those kids back to uh like that's be an interesting family. i mean like that's yeah, and that's a yeah, family totally, and totally and family. and he's taken like the dad's been like the dhs had to step in right recently in the united states and abdullah's taken three of them actually he took all four and he uh he's like the, like i'm i'm I, i'm their last option and i'm gonna yeah. take as good a care for of them as i can yeah and so like that's family right like yeah. he's stepping up they they're his half the half siblings of this dad that he just does not is not does not like right yeah and uh, i don't need to put any more words to that but um it's just it's stepping up when you need to for the people you need to and then yeah i mean again we're talking about like friends and our but circle that's the thing right when you talk about like but that's the thing right looking at that alone should show you what that person is like, just knowing that he's, like, you know, with all the th things he might be dismissive about, he's not a bad person, right? And that's the thing is, like, there's, like, that that, that alone is all you need to know to know that what this person is, right? I told, I told her that Kyle was having a hard time, like, making friends and, like, getting along with Ransom. And so he tried to step in and be like, hey, does he want to hang out with, like, one of my little brothers who's, yeah, like, yeah, right sure. around the same age? Yeah. So it's, like, trying, like, there is some of those cogs working. It, it's practice. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's practice and having the opportunity to be like, oh, like, yeah, that's that's probably the choice I should be making in that moment. A lot of people don't. We just kind of float. Right. We, yeah. we're, we're floating. It's like it's normal. It's like we're on autopilot and we didn't have to do that before. So, like, why do we like that's different? It's a new thing now. Right. Yeah. So um, but that's I think that's what we're looking at when we look at family is these are the, these are the people that we are we that we've built the foundation with. And then like there will always be there. Um and somebody you can always depend on throughout your whole entire life. And I think those are the type of situations. And then, like, I like in with my friends that we talked about, like, we've already said, like, I've, I've probably gone years without hanging out and talking to them. And then when I do talk to them, we it's almost like we didn't miss a beat, right? Because I tend to go a little wayward myself and get lost. Um, and then so there's there's still there's confidence in knowing that I'm still going to be accepted, like, even though I do take long walks. So um, what about you, Tao? I, I definitely have people like that. And I think for me, I'm, I'm a huge introvert. Um, another reason why, like, for me, it's hard to maintain relationships where there's a lot of distance. But at the same time, like, I don't want to see people all the time. I don't want to talk to people all the time because, like, that's just tiring for me. And so um, some of my closest friends, they are the ones that understand that. They are the ones that know, like, they have to check in every now and then, but also just because I don't talk to them all the time doesn't mean that I You're don't like them. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so my closest friends are the ones that have that understanding where, you know, if, if they see me putting an effort to like try to have a hangout and then maybe cancel at the last second, they're not going to be hurt about it. There's like, Oh, this is just a thing, but we will make sure to, to eventually have that hangout. And so those are, those are the ones that I know that I can depend on. Um, because they accept you for like the little thing, the or, like the idiosyncrasies that you have. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, they're the ones that if they might just message me every now and then to say, "Hey, are you alive?" And I might do the same thing to them, just say like, "Oh, just saying hi," and then disappear for a week, and and they're cool with that. Um, and it's I guess a similar relationship with my siblings. Now that we're older, though, we we do talk more, um, but. Like I said, growing up, uh, I would often just not say anything to them, not message them. Like I don't have uh, Ian with his his parents and his sister. Like they talk daily, weekly, sometimes his sister especially like daily. Um, and I I don't think that was always the case. Um, for me, I I do now 
text my sisters daily. My brother, like I probably only directly text him maybe two, three times a year. Um, but, but we try to stay sort of in the know of what each other is doing. And I think that partially has to do with my parents. Cause like I said, my parents try to insert themselves into our lives. Um, and when they come over, they act as sort of the mediator. They are the ones I say, Oh, do you know what your sister's doing? Do you know this or that? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So they do all that work for us. And, uh, yeah, I, I will say this though. Um, I do try to somewhat make an effort now that I'm older, um, kind of like what you've been saying before of like, sometimes we see them as the villains, sometimes we're the villains in their stories. So, you know, I feel like relationships and family, it's a give and take. Uh, you can't just depend on blood relations to just say automatically, oh, like you have to be there. Like we have to be close because of this. Um, you also have to have behavior that backs that up as well. Um, and now that I'm older and I've done things where, you know, I've needed my siblings to help me. Um, I've sort of tried to put more in effort uh, and less using the excuse of my introvertedness and more of, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to reach out just a little bit more, even if it is just sending a text saying, hey, I'm at Costco. Um, yeah, no, I like that. I think that um, I think uh, I think we can all benefit from trying to reach out a little bit more. <laughs> I, well, I know I can. I know I think you guys are really good at it. I think I'm the one that's kind of like needs help. I mean, it's hard, right? Like, it, right. I, I don't know. Like, you you have a lot going on, right? And you you're you're a business I might owner. Feel the, I might fill the space though, like you know, because I'm like, oh, I'm we lonely. Talked about I'm that. just gonna put work in there. I'm gonna just stuff it with work, right? Like, or I'm like, I, I feel like I got idle hands. I just stuff work in, right? And I just add more stuff on to stuff. That should be you know, that. Yeah, should, uh, yeah, that would be a good. I'm gonna throw that in there as a offering is uh, the four hour work week. But because yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's about like creating space for the experiences that you want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think with me and Spencer, like the funny thing is like, like to kind of go off of what Spence is saying is that I think I like I, I'm slightly a workaholic. Right. Um, so it's like and maybe that slightly is probably not even the right word. Um, and I think that there's just like because like I remember it's like one of my friends was like, so what do you want? What would you do for a vacation? And I'm like. I, I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, like, I don't know what I would like to do on a vacation. Like, I never even thought. It's hard. It's one. hard. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a... I don't know what I want, right, for a vacation. I don't know what, I, if I'd enjoy it, I don't know what I would like to do. I just, I'm, it's totally weird to me to think about, like, a vacation. Like, I don't understand what that is. And then. Um, Going yeah. back to that trip that I took on, like, the couples bachelor bachelorette party with my friend nick right and we're at dinner i mean part of my inability to spend money when i go out and stuff is like i don't know how to chill I, sometimes yeah. right like yeah I, I don't know how to i don't know how to vacation i don't know how to go and just relax and enjoy myself Think about like oh i have this coming up or that coming up or maybe i need to check my email or some it's just like there are components that are in our like mind that we need to just sometimes flush yeah, I think Tao Ta knows how to vacation, though. She goes to Disneyland. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't see Disneyland as a vacation. I just see Disneyland as, like, a, 
a thing that we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'll go. I think when it comes full full circle on this whole thing, we're, like we, I think this whole like episode kind of embodied like what we what it comes down to trust, right? It comes down to like a huge thing comes down to trust and family, trust in people, and trust in and those connections that we we've had. And I think um, it's a huge thing uh, to kind of look at and then also kind of acknowledge. And then, but I do like the, like what Spencer's saying. It's like, like, you know, trying to go back and see maybe I was the villain. Maybe I can fix this by talking and trying to do something and reaching out. And that's hard for me to do, right? Because I've already made a decision. And then um, to kind of just go like, I'm, I'm better off without. Right. And then I've made that decision and I'm, I've been fine with it. Right. And it's hard to kind of go back there and open that door and expect that, like, it's going to be different this time around. Well, you have to, it's a, it's a humbling experience, right? Like I had, yeah. I have to think that all the time with Betsy is just like, I have to, I could either prolong this, like discontent, like we're like this, uh, space where we're not happy. We're kind of like, um, in, kind of in a dark darker space i don't know what, how to explain it better but yeah yeah um, or i could like call, like kind of flush it and 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 get rid of that uh, get rid of that feeling and draw myself closer to her right like kind of realign and and find a way to um get back to where we were and where we want to go right like yeah it's easy to, it's easy to be negative it's it's just like what i tell my kids right attitude and effort so it's like I need to adjust my attitude right now. I'm pouting about something or I'm upset about something or um, I just need to share maybe how like that experience made me feel. And that helps. Right? Yeah. No, no. In families and relationships yeah. and friends, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Any last thoughts, Tao? And then your recommendation. Any last thoughts? Um, well, I guess final thoughts is family is complicated right <laughs> um it's easy just to define and i maybe maybe that's the reason why people cling to blood so much is right. because it's something that is very easy to define but as we age as we create new relations as we find out who we are as human beings and what we need and don't need it becomes way more complicated thinking back for my my bubble when i was younger Obviously, my definition of family was just, you know, my mom, my dad, my siblings. Um, and as I've explored, as I've gone, you know, people have come in and out of my life. Um, and I guess the, for me, family, they're the people who have stuck around through all of that. Yeah. Um, uh, Spencer, got any final thoughts and anything you want to say, the last, last minute things you want to throw in there? No, I just, I mean, I encourage you, the listener, if you are falling out with your family, try to find a way, right? It's like that, it's that home alone moment, right? And potentially uh, it might mean just, again, it comes back to trust. So finding, trying to find ways to trust your your people. Um, they might not give you any sp reason to, and that that's fine. It doesn't need to give, give them a chance every day, right? Like it doesn't mean you're pursuing them every day. But it's an opportunity for every day, kind of a fresh start to say, like, let's see. Let's see where they're at. If, if the opportunity presents itself. Right. Um, right. And choose and choose peace in a lot of ways. Right. I like that because I think that's kind of one of the things I'm taking away from it is just be open to trying again, I guess. And that's uh, that's always usually hard for me, you know, kind of thing to kind of like 
it's like you know like fool me once right yeah well it's great for me twice like that's kind of like the that that realm of like yeah where i take it it's critical in parenting i mean it's like you're you i'm i can't think about how many times my parents could probably just be like "Mm, we're done with you right right um we're learning the hope is that people are learning and evolving right now if you have a family member who does like is not interested in learning is not interested in, in evolving and knows everything already that's hard you like it's hard to like build that relationship back up but um don't limit your own potential in staying angry at them and just holding on to that because that resentment is just gonna is gonna just create a toxicity inside of you that just allows that doesn't allow you to have the full freedom that you need to have in life i agree all right Tao. so what do you got for recommendations Tao? um well this episode i have a very boring recommendation okay uh so i'm a numbers nerd and so for me i like looking at statistics um so Uh, My recommendation is actually the Pew Research Center. So they do surveys on like the American family. Mm -hmm. And so they do things like how big is the American family? What's the education like? It's it's interesting for me at least to see the trends of how family has changed. And I think that, and also the reason why I'm bringing this up is because during our conversations, we, we talk about how, you know, our families have used tradition to kind of raise us. And then we've we've taken what we've learned from them and then our own experiences that may have differed and how we've morphed it into a different way of parenting. And as generations go by, it's going to shift. Um, and in this idea of trying to understand each other, trying to see things from different lenses, um, sometimes statistics can help with that. Uh, when you can see what, you know, the typical American family, I guess you could say, was back in the 70s versus how they are now, um, it can give us a bit of a frame of reference to say, okay, this doesn't make sense today, um, but maybe this is where they came from. This is why they think how it is. Uh, And maybe you could show them these statistics and say, this is why I can't follow this anymore. I dig it. And And I like that idea of like what I always say to my daughters, right? Is that like, you tell us like me and your mom ain't perfect. You take you take the best things from us and you try to improve on the things that we weren't great on. And I think that, and I was like, that just puts you in a position where you make better decisions going forward. Like you take the best of what we are, we throw out the stuff that didn't work and you, you, you make, you, you make those things better for you and going forward. And I think that's just about being a little bit better than we, than you were offered. Like, are that, that you grew up, you're making it a little bit better and a little bit easier. And I think going forward, that's all we really can do is just make little improvements like every day and try, you know? So, um, I dig it. I dig it, Tao. Yeah, I mean, to go with that, it's I've had lots of conversations. Like, I mean, parents back in the day, what it was a lot of, uh, you didn't do what you were supposed to, you got your butt whooped, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and I mean, I tell my parents that, like, there's been moments where I've like regrettably spanked my like kids. Like, I popped Marvel at Costco, and this one dad was like looking at me, and I'm like, "What's up?" Like, <laughs> I, I just shot. <laughs> And but the the craziest thing was I recognized him from high school. I and I hit him up on Facebook later and was like, "Hey, I like wasn't the what wasn't the best choice in that moment." I realized that like, yeah. um, 
and, and he was like, I was going to say something, but uh, yeah, like ultimately, yeah. um, it was because that was, was, you just deter anger at that point. Because if you're angry, you're just going to put it on that dude, right? It's like kind of like yeah. that, and it's hard, right? So, well, uh, and I I shouldn't have been yeah in that sense, but um, yeah, it's just it's, it's trying to find that space to yeah let the let your kids kind of be make choices right and yeah. and and parent them in that space of, of freedom i think and i think like that's the thing is like you want to be a parent that kind of just kind of raises them to be able to raises your children to kind of live a life without you right and i think that's the, one of the most important things because you're not going to be around forever and you want to give them everything you know so they can take care of themselves and then their families going forward and if you deprive those kids of that though that learning curve it's going to be really difficult for them because they're going to rely on everybody else to do it for them and i think that's the greatest gift the parent can give is you know setting yeah. them up for themselves and uh so anyways my my recommendation is um because it's the, this is a family thing right and i have an interesting kind of family um <laughs> story so i'm gonna i'm giving you guys the five families that rise and decline and research into the america's most powerful mafia empires <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a it's a history of the five families in new york um that kind of built up the whole crime syndicate um yeah so that's that's for you guys is um reading and seeing how family really really functions in a proper way so. <laughs> in a proper way a family that you can't get away from <laughs> and you can just and you can just off them when they're just getting out of hand right so um yeah so it's a it's an interesting read and i think you guys will learn a lot from it so and Spence, you going with the, the five four hour work week? No, that was more. That's for, that's kind of a one on the side for you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. with I'm gonna go with parenting with love and logic uh, by Foster Klein and Jim Fay. Uh, ultimately, it's it's a parenting book, and you can kind of take some of the pieces. I mean, kind of tied to what Tao was like. We don't need to be the limit of what the greatness of our parents. We can go beyond that. We can evolve yeah. beyond that. We can make better choices, right? Um, we kind of have seen different types of parents, right? There's the, uh, it goes into kind of three archetypes of parents, right? The helicopter parent, which we probably can guess of the drill sergeant and right. And then the consultant, which ultimately is kind of where, as you want to be, you consult your kids, um, you provide them a, a, a basis and you go from there, but, uh, parenting with love and logic. Dig it. I have to check. I want to check that one out. There's a lot of great parenting books out there. So, and, uh, all right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for giveaway this week. We will say um, we we want to know either about we want to know about your families. Like they they they. I wanted to get into some like Esther Perel. Like there's been some relationship pieces that she's touched on in, in her podcast about. Um, just what what works for you as, as a person who's pursuing a family and how do you um, how do you aim to take on this idea of family right so that would be and the this, so this was like more not like a trivia it's just more of kind of just getting a dialogue and seeing like what we can kind of build to be better um, exactly better family members better friends and all these other things that can kind of go forward kind of uh, yeah what does your family look like yeah yeah definitely. I mean, Tao has her kids in the background right now playing on the chair and I, I like that. I like, I like when her one of her kids just walked across the keyboard. Yeah. 
in the middle. <laughs> Kids, we mean cats, but um, yeah. It's and almost then, dinner time, so that that's yeah, why uh, yeah. that's why they're they're being annoying right now. Yeah, oh, it's, it's all, all good. good. Uh, but yeah, uh, those of you who did not want to do the Common Core, uh, there was going to be a pretty special giveaway for that one. So yeah. you missed out just because you didn't want to do a little extra math. But we appreciate the <laughs> we appreciate the two folks that did, uh, and uh, and 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 uh, we want you to participate, share, like, subscribe. But it's really important that you kind of share our experience, uh, your experience of what this podcast is doing in your life. So. We'll see you on the flip side. Continue to learn from your experiences and explore beyond your boundaries. Music by Quest Eons, produced by DJ Crumb, production by 